This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 644 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today it's a special treat. We have Golf Shore Opera. And with Golf Shore Opera, we have two good neighbors. We have Stephanie Pierce and we have Claudia Paulson. Stephanie and Claudia, how are you both doing? Great. Good. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you. And uh, I, what I love about the Good Neighbor podcast is I get to enjoy and learn about these fabulous organizations like Golf Shore Opera and all that you're doing there. So let's start there. Golf Shore Opera, fill us in. What's going on? Stephanie, take well, it away. Okay. All right. Well, this week marks the beginning of high season for us. And um, we're, we're off to a great start with a sold-out concert at Artist Naples. The Irish tenor, uh, Anthony Kearns, who's a world-famous tenor, um, will be performing there. And right after that, we have um, two uh, wonderful New York artists coming in who are both versed in opera and Broadway. They will be doing a show called Opera Meets Broadway, and that is touring five different locations in our in our tri-county region. Gulf Shore Opera serves uh, communities all the way from Marco Island up to Port Charlotte. So um, we are Florida's only touring opera company, and we serve uh, the coastal counties of southwest Florida. Wow. So how does that work then? Uh uh, that that your you, that particular show is, is in five different locations. Is that what you said? Yes, yes. Yeah. We we have a series of community concerts, and these are mm -hmm. um, more like a concert um, with you know with a, a lot of of acting within the scenes that they'll be doing from yeah. various musicals and operas. Um, so after we do the community concerts we do our, what we call formal productions, which are more the traditional full-scale production with orchestra and chorus and costumes and all that. And um, we'll be doing our first formal production at the end of February, which will also be in Charlotte, Lee and Collier counties. And that is a, a premiere of a new version of Johann Strauss's Deflator Mouse, which is a, a, a just a really fun musical comedy with a lot of, Familiar Melodies. We're doing it in English, and our director, Josh Shaw, is setting it in the 1930s Hollywood. So um, all of our main actors will be uh, Hollywood movie stars from, from, from the 1930s. Ah, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, and for, for that one, Charlie, it's really interesting because it will be performed in Naples in a really unique setting. Um, will be at Silver Spot Theater 12, which has a large enough stage to be able to handle the production. And the audience is going to be encouraged to come dressed as their favorite Hollywood star. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Claudia, I'm going to put you on the spot then. If you were to uh, go to the show tonight, who would you dress up as? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. There's so many great, wonderful women from that era. It would be hard to choose. All right. I'm going to give you a few seconds to think further because I'm going to shift then down to Stephanie, put you on the spot. Who comes to mind? Uh, well, I've already got my dress 
and um, my uh, you can't see me, but my 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 COVID hair color is my real hair color, which happens to be quite white and um, rather platinum looking. So um, there there are a couple of uh, uh, divas from that era that come to mind that um, people have said, oh, you could you could be uh, you could be one of these. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it as a surprise for those who come. And we're not just having you uh, having people dress up for the concert. There's a there's a party with the stars after ah. after the performance um, that that Cinema 12 has a nice big lobby. And we're going to dress the lobby up uh, as an old Hollywood stage and, and, and everybody can have their moment to be a star. That's great. That's great. <laughs> love it. Love it. So how about uh, and and. You know, if, if you want to add anything, anything more, Claudia, before I move on to the next question, did we cover everything? I think that's Yeah. Well, let me let me also um, put in a plug for Estero, which is our the home of our new headquarters. Mm -hmm. um, we love Estero. It's a very new community, um, just incorporated a few years ago. But um, one of the performances of The Bat's Revenge will be the very first professional theatrical um, production to be performed in the new village of Estero. So we're excited about that. Um, right now, they're the only uh, theatrical venue they have is their high school auditorium, which is surprisingly nice. But uh, there are hopes in that community that, um, you know, within the next few years, they, they might be in a position to have their own performing arts center. Wow. Uh, that's exciting. I'm sure it's right down the road. How about your involvement? You know, how did you guys get involved? Tell, tell us a little bit about your journey. Claudia, why don't you start with that one? <laughs> well, I've been involved in uh, nonprofit arts for probably about 30 years. Spent 15 years at the Philharmonic Center, the old Philharmonic Center, now Artist Naples, and met Stephanie many years ago and just totally admired her artistic talents and what she brings to the nonprofit world of the arts. And when the opportunity presented itself, I was thrilled to be able to come and work with her because it's, it's a great um, adventure to have a touring opera company located here in Southwest Florida. Um, and probably the biggest tour that's going to happen is the tour of Tosca which will happen and will be produced in Charlotte County at their Performing Arts Center, and then at Barbara B. Mann in Fort Myers, and the final production at Artist Naples in Naples. And the um, orchestra that will be with them at Barbara Mann and uh, Artist Naples is the Naples Philharmonic. So it's a whole year of wonderful firsts and wonderful opportunities to introduce new people to the beauty of opera. Wow. Well, and I, and I would imagine that's a, a big part of it because uh, I, I just guessing a percentage of your your guests who come to the opera, maybe that's their first time. Is that accurate or you find yes, that, that, that's part of our mission, Charlie? We want to uh, we want to introduce this art form hmm. in communities that haven't had, um, uh, you know, haven't had live quality opera in the community before. We have a lot of transplants, of course, from 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 larger, more mature cities where these um, types of performing arts were available. But um, most of the communities in Southwest Florida are really fairly young when you compare them to mm -hmm. New York and Chicago and San Francisco. 
So um, we are, we do, we do outreach to um, all the way from elementary school through high school. Um, the high school kids are going to be coming in droves to the dress rehearsals of both of our formal productions. So they get their first uh, taste of, of live opera. And um, of course, as I said, the, the, the Flater Mouse we're doing in February, we're calling it the Bat's Revenge because it's in English translation. And it's, it's really more of a music uh, comedy. There's a lot of dialogue and stuff. So it's a, it's a kind of a, a soft intro to the world of opera. And um, we, we, uh, the community concerts that I mentioned also are very much um, designed to bring people in, to entice them, to give them exposure to the amazing um, power of a, of a trained, classically trained voice, the, um, you know, the emotional range and um, the drama of it. And uh, to make them feel more comfortable with the sound of that and uh, to develop an ear for it so that when they do come to that huge production of Tosca at the end of April, they, they're they more uh, well prepared to uh, to fully understand and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, it, it's not only is it a, uh, I guess, a treat for the ears, but also the eyes. I mean, just looking at some of the uh, productions that you have on the website, I mean, the costuming is is amazing. Thank you. We, um, I, I do the casting and um, I've always, I, I had a long career myself um, uh, as, as a performing artist. And um, I've always believed that kind of the Beverly Sills model, and she's an old name that um, was very prominent with the New York City Opera in the beginning, um, and, and, a, and a famous American singer in an era when most opera singers were European. Um, and the, sort of the American style that came out was that you need to look and act the part that you're singing. Um, a lot of people, you know, you go back to the Bugs Bunny cartoons and all of the of the portrayals of the opera singers. It's the what we call the park and bark. You know, the big fat lady standing there and singing super loud, and she's she she doesn't really move or act, but. Um, Gulf Shore Opera is very much of the the American regional company type of a format that um, I would say Beverly Sills really sort of coined that you gotta you gotta work out and look good in your costume and you've got to look like the character that you're portraying and you have to go through your acting training and know how to move and look good in those costumes that you're right they cost a lot of money to make and they're gorgeous so mm -hmm. you need to be elegant or funny or whatever it is you need to be in that costume and um yeah the, the sets we design specifically for our tours um uh, they're uh, all original sets especially when we get to um, the Tosca production, which is a very large show. There'll be probably 100 people on stage in that and um, full wow. symphony orchestra, the Naples Philharmonic Orchestra. Um, so we have to design those sets to move from, from theater to theater. And so it's a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, again, what, what a treat we have here in Southwest Florida, you know, all that's available to us, you know, besides the beach and the fishing and this and that. I mean, my goodness, what an asset. So, uh, well, how about when it comes to myths, misconceptions? Uh, you know, what do you hear? I, I'm sure in the opera world, uh, you, you get questions all the time. What, what comes maybe a, a top question or two that you can answer for our audience? 
Well, I think Stephanie touched on one of them where people just think about this. It's all over when the fat lady sings. You've mm -hmm. all heard that. And yeah. so a lot of people just associate opera with a very large woman standing in the center of the stage singing. Um, and they they need to learn more. And that's one of the things, too, that when we work with opera meets Broadway, a lot of Broadway shows have taken some of their um, storylines from operas. One of the, the best ones is Gounod's Romeo and Juliet became West Side Story um, in modern times. So, hmm. you know, there's a lot of crossover there and, and a very well-trained voice there's nothing better than to hear that well-trained voice, not only do opera, but do Broadway. It opens a whole new um, world to people and, and they don't usually think of that. But I think mm -hmm. they, as we progress and people see the similarities, um, that helps them understand the beauty of opera when they, when they can see how it relates to some of the other art forms. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd add to that, um, you know, I think some people get intimidated by the idea of going to see, um, I'm going to go back to Tosca again, which is sung in Italian. Um, but there are two things that we do that bring it a lot more um, in, into person that, 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 uh, that doesn't have the experience. Um, and the, the, the most important one is the um, surtitle, which is just like when you go see a foreign film and they have subtitles. This is they're called surtitles because they hang above the stage. Huh. Um, so you will have a, you know, every sentence that's sung will be translated live at the time. Um, this is another technical thing that really takes a lot of work on the back end to do, but um, mm. it's, um, it, it, it's, it's very, very helpful. And we also offer, offer opera lectures uh, to people the week before the show, you can go and get the background from from an expert um, musicologist who does a, a rather entertaining um, presentation on it. So, wow. um, you know, those are ways that you can prepare yourself um, to really fully enjoy the experience. And um, and with that, I promise you that the roller coaster ride of the drama of of, of a grand opera is 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 bigger than um you know it, it has so many different elements and mm. um, once you understand all of what goes into it and you can really get what they're doing um it, it, it's a tremendous um experience to to uh to to be in the theater in the live theater mm. and, and 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 see that so you think about it uh, to be a performer You've got to be able to act, be able to sing, potentially be able to speak different languages. I mean, you're talking about extremely talented individuals. Where, where do they come from? Well, they, 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 um, they generally train at, um, uh, privately and at universities and come out mm -hmm. with, <clears throat> with degrees in um, in, in voice, in classical voice, and a background. Uh, they probably play piano. Um, they've probably studied French, German, Italian um, language and um, have performed at least at the college level and then through apprenticeship programs, which are national um, 
Santa Fe Opera has an apprenticeship program. Uh, Tanglewood has an apprenticeship program, let, lots of places. Um, and then there are uh, sort of apprentice positions with opera companies where you come on perhaps for a season and mm -hmm. um, you understudy leads and and then you become um, a, a secondary character. And then at some point you win a competition and you get your New York agent. And um, and that's where we get to the level that I'm casting at. I go to the New York agents to, to cast. And uh, so much of that can be done uh, virtually now. Um, the, the agents send a, uh, clips from, from performances right. They've done, and and I view them, and and then I look at their resume. You know, yeah, I know that director. Let me call him and find out whether they're a, <laughs> a good colleague, and they show up well prepared, and things like that. And it's by the time you get to the level where you're doing leading roles in operas with the companies, um, it's a pretty small world. And yeah, um, yeah. So you're you're attracting top talent from all over, which is yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. And, yeah. Yes, and, and young and up and coming, exciting talent that, yeah. as I said, Charlie, you know, looks and acts appropriate for the role because I yeah. think that brings another dimension of excitement to um, to bringing it to audiences that are maybe not so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Offshore Opera? What comes to mind? I think one thing that's important. Um, is knowing that they have a regional opera company that tours to three counties, that makes sure they reach out to all of the communities, that reaches out to school children, that has programs for young children, and um, incorporates the whole concept of this is a family company. And, I, and, and it's also a fun company. We make sure that when people come to the productions, they enjoy themselves and they have a good time. So it's not a stuffy world of opera. It's a fun, enjoying, um, loving and caring world of opera. Love it, love it. And, wow. and I, I, would, I, would, I would add to what Claudia said that um, aside from our performances, we do have a lot of social um, uh, social mixers where we, you know, we'll have a, a meet the artist reception or we, we have a series where it's a dinner and, and a show. So you, um, people that have been um, patrons of our company for some years um, really look forward to, like we have an annual Christmas dinner at the Strand and that's been happening for seven years. And it, it, it's, it is like a family gathering because people, just really enjoy seeing each other every year at that. And as, um, you know, as the company continues to grow and succeed, um, the family gets bigger and uh, we're able to do more um, outreach with at-risk kids. And um, we're starting a, a talented teens program for, for local singers. Um, and we do, as well as bringing in national artists, we do really, um, use local talent and develop local talent and regional talent. We mm. use a lot of Florida-based artists. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I really, really appreciate both you and, uh, well, Stephanie and Claudia, because I'm thinking people can see us, but they can't. So uh, Stephanie <laughs> and Claudia, thank you for sharing everything. And, uh, you know, one last, if there's anything else that you want to share, I, I do want you to share 
certainly your contact information, websites, where folks can learn about the uh, the different shows. So go ahead. Well, the, the website is gulfshoreopera.org and everything is on there and it's easy to find by county because we do productions in three different counties. Um, and um, that's where you can find any information on how to contact any of us. And we welcome people to call us and and, and join the join the e-blast the, the the email list because we do we try and keep our costs low and we do selective emails to let you know e-blast to let you know what's happening in your county um you know when what what's the next show coming up so that's a great way to really keep in touch with us well terrific well we wish you the best going forward and i hope our listeners will and i'm sure they will support the opera and uh get that estero uh, uh what what do you want to call it the uh, venue or performing arts center thank you performing yeah, arts a good, center. it's a great town and it's a great location because you know we're in all three counties and they're smack dab in the middle yeah, so yeah, we yeah. love it there that's a real good right off of 75 yeah good yep. point yep. all righty well once again, thank you both. All thank right. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.